Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the weekend edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Saturday, August 26, 2017. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Taylor Swift, James Franco, R. Marcos Taylor, Aaliyah, DMX, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. Hey, sweetie. What's going on? Well, honey, I uh, I have some news. Uh, okay. What? <laughs> All that training paid off. I got the job. Oh, I knew you would get it. So when do you start? When you donate stuff to Goodwill, you help provide job training for people right here in your community. Goodwill. Donate stuff. Create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Terry Crews, actor, former football player, and father of five. I'm also an expert on drama. There's the good kind that comes with having a house full of kids, and there's silly drama like the drama around my percolating pectoral. And then there's the drama you can skip. Skip the drama that comes with not having your high school diploma or equivalency. Find free adult education classes near you and finish your diploma. Visit finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. And lead the drama to actors like me. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ed Council. When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes, I did the same things over and over, until one day, I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. This is That's Entertainment's seventh year here on BTR, so I'd like to thank everybody who's been there from the very beginning. Thank you for your support. And uh, if this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Uh, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com. Facebook.com forward slash that's entertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. And you can also follow me on Twitter. Just go to stiletto14, stiletto like the high hill. Just go to uh, just type in S T I L E T T O and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just type in T Jones Gives. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. Right now, the 
current temperature in the NY is a gorgeous, sunny 75 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a, a shout-out to everyone that's currently listening on your phone lines, on on the computers, on your um, uh, just in the chat room Thank you again for joining me here For this weekend edition And again, if you want to make a comment About any of the stories I mentioned on the show Give me a call, tell me what you think The calling number is again Is 347-637-2656 And press the number 1 Well, uh, how's everyone today? How's your weekend been so far? Uh, another crazy week as usual uh, And a very sad one as well. Uh, This week we lost comedian and civil rights activist Dick Gregory. We also lost actor-comedian Jerry Lewis. And just recently we lost uh, Cheers and the Ray Donovan actor Jay Thomas. Uh, Jay Thomas also had a podcast on Sirius XM Radio. So uh, rest in peace to all those great men. Uh, Sunday, tomorrow, is the 2017 MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Katy Perry, she's going to be hosting the show. And Taylor Swift, which we're going to be talking about later on, she's going to be debuting her new single, Look What You Made Me Do. Uh, this year at the awards show, they're going to be uh, you're going to see a lot of new changes to the show. They're going to introduce a new category uh, that's going to be called the Best Fight Against the System. That's one of the new categories they're going to introduce. Nominees for that category will include Immigrants, We Get the Job Done, off the Hamilton mixtape, and actress Shailene Woodley featuring Taboo. They have been nominated for their protest anthem, Stand Up, Stand and Rock, hashtag no DAPL. Also, the iconic Moon Man trophy will now be referred to a moon person. That's right. It's the They're doing a same gender neutral spirit, all gender categories like best male video, best female video. Well, that has been dropped from the show. Also, we got to think about our listeners in Texas. Uh, Hurricane Harvey is now a Category 4 storm. It just hit the Texas coast last night. So hopefully everyone in Texas uh, stays safe. Um, Go somewhere where you're not in the path of the hurricane. We're thinking about you guys as well. Well, what a week. Uh, again, the, this week we're going to be, again, talking about Taylor Swift. She got some new music out. This music that she she has been, there's been a lot of anticipation about this new single. Last week uh, she had cleared everything off her social media, and then she just recently posted certain um, symbols like a snake, and, uh, you know, it was just leading up to this single. And a lot of the Taylor Swift fans were, like, really just going crazy. And then she drops it last night. Um, she said in the song, this, it's, it's, the, the thing about this song, if you haven't heard of it, you have to take a listen to this. Because she is, uh, she's, she switched to... Bad Dreams of her much-anticipated first track off her upcoming album, Reputation, on Thursday night, and it was called Look What You Made Me Do. In typical Taylor fashion, she doesn't mention any names on the single, but she does mention that she has a list of names, 
and one is underlined in red. Now, the reference could be to be any of her enemies, uh, Katy Perry, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, or a number of ex-boyfriends. However, she does mention not liking a tilted stage, which could be a shot at Kanye's stage in his St. Paulo tour. The same line also, this is the little games possibly suggesting the famous phone call leak by Kim Kardashian regarded Kanye's use of Taylor Swift's name in his famous song. Swift used a phone call recording at the end of the single saying, I'm sorry, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Oh, because she's dead. That's what she says. More of the lyrics appear to show Taylor reinventing herself. And she also says in the chorus, she sings in the chorus, quote, I got smarter, I got harder in the nick of time. She even says she doesn't even trust anybody and that no one trusts her either. So if you haven't heard the single, check it out. And tomorrow night on the uh, 2017 MTV VMA, she will be performing that song. A lot of people are also talking about, you know, it's going to be very interesting because Katy Perry is going to be the host of the show. And there was rumors saying that uh, they had squashed their beef, that they were going to do a duet. Well, no, that that wasn't going to happen. So it's very going to be very interesting to watch the VMAs this year because, again, like I said before, there's going to be a lot of changes. There's going to be some uh, performances that's going to be out of this world. And uh, I don't, I'm going to be looking forward to it. So definitely tune in Sunday night at 8 p.m. on MTV. James Franco is uh, back in the news, and he compared uh, being a, a workaholic lifestyle. His, he compared his workaholic lifestyle to uh, being addicted to heroin. He said that he loves to work, but his workaholic lifestyle was such an addiction that he was he he imagined it like overcoming heroin dependency. Now James Franco is 39, and he said in an interview with GQ Australia, this is what he said: "Quote: I never done heroin in my life, but I imagine if you get off heroin, people talk about facing realities. All these feelings come back, whether you know it or not. You want to bury them with your with the drug, and when you're tur- turning to things outside yourself to fill yourself, they're never going to be enough." Unquote. Now, Franco was discussing his nonstop schedule. He has 17 different projects scheduled this year and shared that he had a moment of crisis when things came to a head at the time of the election. The actor who first broke onto the scene in 1999 with, with the film Freaks and Geeks said it was only when he took a step back from work that he realized the feeling of isolation he was running from. He also revealed that his orcaholic nature never hit him because it just was just typical Hollywood, a culture he said enabled it. Frankel starred in and directs his latest film, The Disaster Artist, which is due out in December. He also stars in HBO The Deuce and served as executive producer on the series. Straight out of Compton actor who was charged with assault earlier this month after an altercation at a New Jersey restaurant was reported, also arrested one day earlier after he unleashed a threat-filled tirade at a bank. I'm talking about actor R. Marcos Taylor. He was allegedly uh, allegedly flipped out at a TD bank in New Jersey on August 8 after visiting the venue to fix a problem with a bank card, prompting police to come to the scene. Now, this is what TMZ reported. 
During the incident, the actor who played Suge Knight in the 2015 NWA biopic told an employee that I will effing kill you. This is what one witness told TMZ. Taylor then reportedly got into a fighting stand when police showed up at the venue, leading to him getting pepper sprayed and then later charged with terroristic threats, disorderly conduct, and obstructive, uh, obstruction of justice. It's unclear what exactly set off Taylor during the incident. The report did not specify which TD bank location in New Jersey that the incident occurred. The following day, Taylor was arrested at a Caraba restaurant in Greenbrook, New Jersey. Now, this was on Wednesday. Taylor was hit with four counts of assault charges, as as well as one for criminal mischief and another for disorderly conduct after he allegedly punched two people during a skirmish in the parking lot, and a woman was allegedly hit in the side of the head by Taylor. The actor lawyer told TMZ that Taylor did not punch or kick a single person in the incident and only tossed an employee out of self-defense, while Taylor told the outlet he was jumped. Taylor was previously arrested in May for assault after a dispute involving a security guard at a Miami-area hotel. And that Cosmetic is partnering with the family of the late R&B singer Aaliyah to create a makeup line based on the singer's signature sexy style. The collection announced Thursday, one day before the anniversary of the tragic plane crash that took her life 16 years ago, will be released next summer. A 2015 petition dubbed hashtag Aaliyah for Mac called on the mega makeup brand to honor Aaliyah, who died at the age of 22, with her own collection. The petition fell short of the 35000 Signature, but Mac took notice and went forward with the line in conjunction with Aaliyah's family. Um, Mac um, said that they weren't going to give any any up any many details from the new collection, but they said that they wanted to celebrate some of Aaliyah's most famous looks from her iconic images, music videos, and award show performances, which will give consumers a nostalgic yet modern look that modern feel that celebrates her life and soul. Um, Aaliyah, who was born Aaliyah Dana uh, Houghton in Brooklyn, died on August 25, 2001, in a plane crash in the Bahamas. She released three studio albums, Age Ain't Nothing But a Number in 1994, One in a Million, 96, and self-titled album Aaliyah in 2001, which came out just a month before her death. She also starred in films like Romeo Must Die, Queen of the Dam, and then, which was later released after her death. Mac uh, introduced a similar collection for Latina singer Selena last year, who was murdered in 1995 at the age of 23. Now, Aaliyah has remained a cultural icon since her death and is loaded by critics with redefining the pop R&B genre that ruled the late 90s and early 2000s. And DMX is entering in an inpatient rehab program. Uh, the rapper, whose birth name is Earl Simmons, tests positive for cocaine and pot several times when he was while he was out on bail for his federal tax fraud case. Manhattan federal judge Jed Rakoff ordered him to home, for, to home confinement following the failed drug test. Shortly thereafter, DMX asked Rakoff for approval to travel for work. Now, Rakoff decided Friday that DMX could travel to Atlanta for a gig as long as he was with a sober coach at all times. DMX Atlanta job fell through. However, he decided to enter an inpatient substance abuse program 
and Radkov, he signed off on DMX entering the program in, or, in, in an order issue this past Tuesday. The court filing indicated that pretrial services, which supervise DMX while he's out on bail, has approved the plan and that prosecutors haven't opposed it. That's good that he's getting some help because he uh, he really needs it. Uh, country superstar Shania Twain has revealed the surprising inspiration behind her Brad Pitt shout-out in the hit 1997 track, That Don't Impress Me Much. She said his, 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 the reason why she's, uh, she's briefly mentoring the actor in the second verse of the song is she's brushing off her potential romantic interest vein tendencies with, okay, so you're Brad Pitt, that don't impress me much. And though Pitt was a bona fide heartthrob at the time, his crown jewels didn't do it for, uh, for Shania Twain. Twain revealed that she had a, a friend uh, she and a friend were banging cookies together during a writing period for Come On Over, which would go on to be the second best-selling album of the Nielsen era. Now, the two were discussing new photos of Pitt featured in the magazine Playgirl when Twain admitted that she didn't quite understand the hype. Now, Twain admitted the digs wasn't a knock directly at Pitt, but just at the world's fascination with nudity. Now, Pitt sued Playgirl in 1997 over the images, claiming they were illegally snapped by a trespassing paparazzo while he was on vacation with then-girlfriend Gwyneth Paltrow in the West Indies in 1995. He won, and all issues of that magazine were recalled. And while scores of A-list celebrities will head to Las Vegas tonight to to sit ringside at the historic Mayweather versus McGregor fight, Pop singer Demi Lovato, who will have the best seat in the house tonight, uh, she is tapped to sing the Star Spangled Banner just moments before Mayweather and McGregor throw down in the money fight. Lovato joined Jamie Foxx, Wycliffe John, Monica, Tyrese Gibson, and Tank as artists who have performed national anthems at Mayweather headline events. Lovato had made headline with her performance at the, on the, of the national anthem before the heart attack singer previously dazzled the crowd at City Field, nailing the Francis Scott Key Penn anthem ahead of Game 4 of the 2015 World Series. There still remains uh, no word of who will perform the Irish national anthem, the Soldier Song, at the T-Mobile Arena on Fight Night. Uh, in addition to Lovato, Las Vegas-based band The Killers have also added some musical muscle to the biggest sporting event of the year, filming a custom video for their single, The Man, which includes highlight footage of both Mayweather and McGregor. And hip-hop pioneer Kid Creole, Kid Creole uh, he pleaded not guilty on Wednesday to stabbing a homeless man to death in Murray Hill. Creole whose legal name is Nathaniel Glover, is charged with second-degree murder in the August 1st slaying of 55-year-old John Jolly at East 44th Street and 3rd Avenue here in New York. Glover, who was a member of Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five, was on his way to work nearby when he had a run-in with Jolly. Glover, who's 55, believed that Jolly, a convicted sex offender and rapist, was coming on to him. And when he asked to enter his plea, Glover sported, uh, he was wearing like a, a white button-down shirt at his uh, hearing. He pleaded not guilty. Um, right now we have here uh, 40, uh, I'm sorry, we have about 20, 
minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, make sure you are a registered listener here on BTR. That's the only way you'll be able to catch the show live. But you can, if you can't, you know, I know everybody has a busy schedule. You can also download the show on iTunes. Just go to uh, That's Entertainment Online Radio. You can click on and download any of the shows or any of the past shows. And you can also catch the show on Stitcher.com. That's S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R.com. It's a website with over 80, 90,000 plus radio shows and podcasts. And you can be able to listen to the archives from that website website as well. Again, that's Stitcher.com, and just type in and type in That's Entertainment Online Radio, and you can be able to listen to the archives from that show as well, and you can also listen to the archives here on BTR. Um, you know, I, I wanted to talk about Miss um, uh, Shailene Woodley. You know, I was just mentioning she's been nominated uh, for her song, um, uh, at, at this year's uh, VMAs, well, she's thinking about being a part of the current congressional committee. That's right. Shailene Woodley, who is an actress, she's 25 years old, she told the New York Times in a Q&A this week that she might consider running for public office. Now, it's not too far-fetched because Woodley has been long been an activist with a focus on the climate. Uh, in 2010, she began a nonprofit organization aimed at educating young people about su- sustainability and improving themselves and the environment. In 2016, she protested against the Dakota Access Pipeline and was arrested for trespassing in St. Anthony, North Dakota. She pleaded guilty to the lesser charge of disorderly conduct and received one year of unsupervised probation. The activism doesn't end there either. You know, previously she had repeated that she did not consider herself a feminist and that she's been in pursuit of a respectable sisterhood. That tune has changed ever so slightly. You know, the actress is currently in Fiji where she's filming the survival movie Adrift. Now, it sounds kind of like she's beginning some kind of political platform. She have but you know in order to go into politics you know you have to wait at least like five well she has to wait at least five more years before she can run for the senate where the minimum age for a lawmaker is 30 she can however run for the house of representatives now if she has presidential aspirations she have to wait a decade to reach that required minimum age of 35 to become president Woodley has already led an enduring film and TV career. You know, she rose to fame in The Secret Life of the American Teenager. She started The Fault in Our Stars and the Divergent series and has earned an Emmy nomination for Best Supporting Actress for the HBO miniseries Big Little Lies. Also, um, it looks like there won't be a bad boy movie after all. That's right, Martin Lawrence revealed this week that the long-awaited sequel to 1995 Bad Boys and 2003 Bad Boy 2 is getting harder and harder to make, and it happened 14 years after the last film. 
Now, over the last few months, the film Bad Boys for Light lost its director and its release date of November 9, 2018, and it was pushed back indefinitely. Now, Smith has said last year that the film was very, very, very close, but it looked like he was wrong. Lawrence had first confirmed the third installment almost exactly three years ago on August 14, 2014, during an appearance on Conan O'Brien's Late Show. Bad Boys followed two Miami-Dade police detectives played by Lawrence and Smith, who are sent on a mission to find $100 million in heroin heights from the station. The second film followed the detectives as they worked to stop uh, drug trafficking. And even I posted on That's Entertainment Online Radio's uh, Facebook page that it, there, there was word that it was a go. It, they, the, it was getting closed. They said that they were going to start filming, but according to this, it looked like it's not going to be happening. Um, and it's a shame because it could be just as big and popular just like the Fast and Furious franchise. They had that kind of momentum. And it's a shame because it's a really good franchise. And, and I think I think if more fans really uh, put it out there that they want to see a third installment, I think they could pull it off. But, you know, it, it's up to the fans. It's up to, you know, people really pushing for it, you know. So I hope I hope they can change their mind. I really think it's a great franchise. Like I said, I think it could be just as big as Fast and Furious and then some. But, you know, if there's no interest in it and and fans don't come forth, it, it might not just might not happen. Right now we have uh 25 minutes after the hour. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking about um, actor Michael K. Williams. Um, you know him from such movies, uh, the shows as Boardwalk Empire, The Wire. Well, apparently he was supposed to be in the upcoming Han Solo movie, but apparently he's not in the movie anymore. I'll tell you what happened. Also, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, there might be a spinoff to the Joker character in Batman. Uh, they're thinking about Martin, Martin Scorsese is thinking about producing the movie, so I'll give you the latest. Also coming up, uh, Fast and Furious star Tyrese Gibson, uh, he was on the men's this week. Uh, apparently he had a three-hour surgery. I'll tell you what happened with him. And David Hasselhoff confirms that uh, He's in talks to be sitting next side, next alongside Katy Perry as a judge on American Idol. So we'll hit, see about that. And uh, remember John and Kate? Well, they apparently, uh, the former TV couple, had a dispute over whether, at a dentist's office rather, on whether who was going to take their kid home. It's crazy. <laughs> All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so don't go anywhere.
come like angel dust. God, let me hold ya. Put me thing all around ya. Make me feel like a whore ya. Kill it, boom, like a warrior. It's a promo. remaining in the show that was new music from Chris Breezy and questions before I went to the music break I was telling you about uh we might finally know how the Joker really got those scars a spin-off film following the origin of the Joker character in the Batman film films is reportedly in the works with Martin Scorsese as a producer. The film, which is in the early stages by Warner Brothers and DC, will reportedly focus on the origin story that has never been touched on in the past when played by Jack Nicholson, uh, Heath Ledger, and Jared Leto. Now, this is according to Deadline. An actor hasn't been revealed for the role, but would likely be a younger person as the story is the beginning of The Joker. Rather than a classic DC-style film, the spinoff is apparently going to be more in the gritty 80s styles of Scorsese's film like Raging Bull and The Taxi Driver, according to Deadline. Todd Phillip, who directed The Hangover, is on board as director and co-producer with Scorsese. He will also co-write the script along with 8 Mile writer Scott Silver. There's no set timeline on how the film will play out in the DC schedule. And actor Michael K. Williams, he plays a kick-ass character in the upcoming young Han Solo movie, but audience will never get a chance to see it. William revealed on Tuesday that his character in the Star Wars spinoff flick was cut after he could not make himself available for reshoots due to his busy schedule. William was cast in the film earlier this year before a flurry of behind-the-scenes turmoil that led to the exit of director Phil Lord and Chris Miller. They were replaced with a Beautiful Mind director, Ron Howard, who is filming the reshoot. Unfortunately for William, the reshoot schedule class with his commitment to the Red Sea Diving Resort, a spy drama he's filming in South Africa with Ben Kingsley and Chris Evans. The 50-year-old Boardwalk Empire actor said that his character was half animal and half human. The film also stars uh, Alden Elrich 
as Han Solo and Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, and Tandy Newton. William previously starred as Omar Little on five seasons of the Baltimore crime drama The Wire. He was nominated for an Emmy last year for Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series or Movie for the Night Of after scoring the same nomination the year prior for Betsy. And Fast and Furious star Tyrese Gibson is on the men's following an undisclosed medical procedure. The actor revealed he underwent a three-hour surgery on Monday with a hopeful yet cryptic Instagram post, but did not reveal what type of operation he had. Before his operation on Monday, Gibson shared a separate post informing fans he was going into surgery while asking them to extend their prayers for him. And David Hasselhoff, he confirmed confidential report from earlier this week that his rep are in talks to see him alongside Katy Perry as a judge on American Idol. Now, Perry doesn't seem to like the Hoff odds of getting the gig, though. But speaking on Sirius XM, Perry, the only judge so far confirmed to be the next season of Idol, said that, quote, I know there's some people that are in play, and David's not necessarily been one of them. God bless. It's unclear whether Perry think that thinks that the Hoff musical chops or lack of coaching experience is at best make him a kind of like a dark horse in the idol race. Now, ABC declined to comment when asked if Hasselhoff, who spent four seasons as a judge on America Got Talent, was in the running for the American Idol gig. And John and Kate, they just went irate. The former reality TV couple had the cops call to settle a dispute over whether John or Kate Goslin would be the one to take their kids home following a dentist appointment. Now, cops were called to a dentist's office in uh, Wyoming, Pennsylvania, on Tuesday after the parents who had a custody agreement got into a heated argument. Now, this is according to the gossip site. Now, one of the parents drove the daughter to the appointment, and they were arguing over who would be taking her home. John ultimately ended up taking the child home. Now, cops did not make any arrests and formed the exes to iron it out, the custody problems, with a judge. The details of the custody agreement involving their eight children are unclear, but they both have some sort of joint custody agreement. John and Kate Gosling rode the fame on the TLC reality series, John and Kate Plus Eight, which followed the married couple through raising their children. The pair divorced in 2009, and the show continued as Kate Plus Eight. A judge has delayed the start of Bill Cosby's sexual assault retrial to allow his new lawyers to get up to speed on the case. Judge Stephen O'Neill said Tuesday that he still expects the 80-year-old comedian to be tried before next summer. O'Neill granted a request for Cosby's new lawyer to delay the retrial, which has been rescheduled to start in November. The Cosby Show star is charged with drugging and molesting a woman at his home near Philadelphia in 2004. He has said their sexual encounter was consensual. Cosby's first trial ended in a hung jury. Now, here's the update. I heard that the trial is going to be uh, scheduled for next spring. That's the latest that I heard. So uh, they're going to be, well, you know, um, actor Miles Taylor, you know, we was talking about Shailene. Well, Miles Taylor, he was also in the Virgin series. Um, he just got engaged to his uh, model girlfriend, Kaylee Speary, 
over the weekend, over last weekend, uh, the actor who's 30 proposed to his 24-year-old uh, girlfriend during their trip to Africa where they went on a safari together. Sperry, uh, who's flaunted her sparkling new engagement ring in several of the photos, including one in front of a lion, as well as a selfie with her new groom-to-be. And Miles Taylor, who is known for the movies like Fantastic Four and Diversion, he has been dating Sperry since 2013. Uh, he even gushed about the bottle in a 2015 interview, calling her lovely. Neither Taylor nor Sperry had committed publicly on their new engagement. Sperry, she posted an Instagram photo on Tuesday morning saying that the safari they attended will be forever in their hearts. And Bachelor in Paradise isn't finishing uh, exploiting the scandal between Demario Jackson and Corinne Olympios. On Tuesday episode of the reality dating series, Jackson sat down for a tell-all interview with host Chris Harrison and broke down in tears over being accused of sexually assaulting Olympios in the pool during the first week of filming. He said that the accusation of the sexual assault was every man's biggest fear, and his tears started coming down after he explained what he and his family, especially his mother, had to endure. Jackson did not return to the series after production shut down this summer, so his segment briefly aired after the episode where he was questioned by host Chris Harrison. Olympia also has not returned to the series, but will speak her side of the story on August 29th. The 30-year-old reiterated what happened leading up to the moments in the pool, which were eventually cleared of any misconduct by both Warner Brothers and Olympia's legal team. Jackson had previously declared that race played a factor in the scandal and that he would not have faced the same treatment if he were a white man. A rep for Jackson previously shared that he was seeking therapy in the wake of the scandal. Fans of the show were quick to slam the network for continuing to capitalize on the scandal. Wow. I haven't even watched it. I don't know if you guys watched the show. I haven't watched it, so I don't know. I don't I don't think I have any interest in it. But um yeah, uh Olympio says so she's getting ready to tell her side of the story um coming up on uh, August 29th. There's trouble brewing in New Jersey. That's right. And what I mean by that, Bravo released the first official trailer for The Real Housewives of New Jersey Season 8, which featured a surprise appearance from Danielle Stubbs. That's right. After leaving the reality show just two seasons in, the franchise most notorious bad girl is back, and it appears not much has changed. The... If the drama-filled trailer is any indication, Stubbs will attempt to align herself with longtime Real Housewife of New Jersey star Melissa Gorga. The pair are shown sharing a few lives while doing yoga, but don't be fooled, because Teresa Judici, longtime adversary, has gotten any more zen. Now, Daniel, she won't be the only one stirring the pot when Real Housewives of New Jersey returns. Judici will, according to the teaser, have it out with both her sister-in-law and Dolores Catania. Real Housewives of New Jersey returned to Bravo on October 4th at eight. Uh, sorry, at 9 p.m. Eastern. I tell you, though, though, you know, I, I, as, as you know, when it comes to all the franchise, the Real Housewives of the franchise. Uh, the Real Housewives of New Jersey and Atlanta, 
you just never a dull moment. Um, even though the Real Housewives of Atlanta have the most viewers, I think the Real Housewives of New Jersey just comes in second place. And I think um, I don't know. I find the Real Housewives of New York, uh, the Real Housewives of New York. They're not that interesting. I, they, I mean, they try to bring on the drama, in my opinion, but they don't bring it like Atlanta and uh, New Jersey. That's just my opinion. Uh, Robert De Niro, who once claimed he liked to punch President Trump in the face, he didn't hold back in his latest series of jabs at the commander-in-chief. De Niro said of Trump in a new interview with Deadline, he said, quote, if he was smart... He'll be even more dangerous. He's dangerous at it as it is. He's terrible and a flat-out blatant racist and doubling down on that and it's good that he does because he's going to sink himself, unquote. De Niro went on to make it clear that he supports seeing someone call out Trump at next month's Emmy Awards so long as the criticism doesn't overshadow the ceremony. Um, he also said... Quote, even at the Emmys, it should be a kind of a theme in some way. However, you know, balance it could be, you know, balance it could be so we're not making it all about that. But at this point, we're at a crisis in the country with this fool who never should have gotten into the position that he's in, unquote. Now, this it's hardly the first time De Niro, who supported Hillary Clinton in the last election, has spoken out against Trump. He slammed the billionaire in a video rant published a month before the election called Trump a slew of names, including a pig, a dog, and a punk. He also called him a, con, a, a BS a con artist. He called him a mutt who doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't do his homework, doesn't care, thinks he's game in society, doesn't pay his taxes, he's an idiot. And uh, and he's saying all of this in a video which he shared on the Kelly file. But um, he did went on to say in the video that Trump talked uh, how he likes to punch people in the face. Well, he said he likes to punch him in the face. Uh, De Niro is up for an outstanding actor in a limited series or movie at the Emmys for the portrayal of Bernie Madoff in The Wizard of Lies. The Emmy takes place on September 17. Uh, right now we have here uh, 17 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another break, and when I'll be back with the rest of the stories for the week, so don't you go anywhere.
Yes, that was uh, French Montana featuring Suede Lee and Unforgettable. Right now we have here uh, 13 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining uh, stories for this week, uh, all good things must come to an end. Following one wildly successful season of Stranger Things, Creator Matt and Ross Duffer are focusing in on their end game. Matt added that the pair are conscious that they can only keep pushing the storyline so far before fans and their cast grow tired of the upside down. The second season of Stranger Things is set to premiere on October 27. Netflix confirmed it in July. And another woman has come forward with explosive allegations against R. Kelly in the wake of claims that the Grammy-winning singer manipulated every aspect of life for several women who he lived with. Jahanda Pace, now 24, told BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed, sorry, she was 16 when she began a sexual relationship with the singer whom she first met in Chicago when she attended his child pornography trial in 2008 when she was only 15. She says Kelly did not ask her how old she was when she was first invited to his house in 2009, but later told private investigators that she had claimed she was 19. Now, Pace accused the R&B star of mentally and physically abusing her during their eight-month relationship. She says she told Kelly she was 16 in July 2009 after they already started their sexual relationship, and he allegedly told her to lie about her age and tell people she was 19. Pace, whose last name was Johnson at the time, she since married, told BuzzFeed that she followed a set of rules when she spent weekends with Kelly at the singer's Olympia Field, Illinois home that required her to wear baggy clothes and ask for permission to use the bathroom, shower, and even eat. She claimed Kelly turned violent towards her in January of 2010 as the singer saw her texting one of her friends. She told BuzzFeed she was slapped, choked, and spit on. Now, Pace, who never contacted police about Kelly's alleged action, says she stopped seeing Kelly from there and reached out to Chicago attorney Susan E. Logan, who had worked with women who claimed to be wronged by Kelly in the past. Pace told BuzzFeed that Logan reached a big settlement with Kelly within weeks. Kelly's team has uh, uh, just denied the latest uh, allegations against him. A pace allegation came. Uh, she, her allegation comes a month after BuzzFeed originally reported that the parents of an aspiring singer, since identified as Jocelyn Savage, believed their daughter was one of several women being manipulated by Kelly and what they described as a cult. Now, Pace says she broke a non-disclosure agreement by speaking to BuzzFeed, but decided to tell her story to try and help the women who are allegedly living with Kelly. You know. Kelly, R. Kelly, this is one sick man. He, he He's just, he needs help. He really needs help. And, you know, I was talking about this story, what, last week, a week before that, you know, how these allegations are coming up and how uh, sometimes the story has changed where some women say, this one woman said that it wasn't like that. Now this woman comes forth and say that it is true and, the reason that she wanted to speak up because now it's brought back into the news and that she wanted to help other women who went through the same ordeal. Um, as far as I know, our Kelly career is over. There, uh, if you have been following this story uh, earlier this week, he has been he's on tour, 
and he's several uh, cities that he's scheduled to perform have already shut it down. They have canceled the tour, uh, canceled some, the, some of the performances. Uh, some of the city that he was scheduled to perform, they had shut it down. Um, R. Kelly really needs help. He, this is just sickening. Um, it just, just proved time and time again that this, he's nothing but a sexual predator. You know, just preying over young women and and doing this kind of thing. And you know, he. As far as I'm concerned, his career is over, just over. Um, another artist who's also ended his career by just staying in trouble with the law, uh, Mystical, he turned himself into the police on Monday. Uh, the Louisiana rapper born Michael Lawrence Tyler was booked and charged by the Kendall Parish Sheriff's Office in his native Louisiana. He was accused of first-degree rape. According to TMZ, the 46-year-old surrendered after the uh, uh, Shreveport, uh, Shreveport Police Department put a, out a warrant for his arrest. Now, the charges stem from an incident that reportedly took place in 2016 at the casino where Tyler had performed. The outlet reported that a man by the name of Avarwan Holman was also arrested on August 18, where he lived in Killeen, Texas, and charged in connection with the case. Now, a report later came out with TMZ, and they suggested that police in the area were searching for a woman named Tanisha Walford, whom they believe is an accomplice to the rape. Reporters with the site were able to get in touch with Walford to get her side of the story, which is vastly different than the one being projected by authorities. According to the outlet, police are on the hunt for Wayford because they believe she pushed the victim to drop charges against Tyler and Holman. She admitted to TMZ that she's been in touch with the unidentified woman about the incident, but said she was simply checking up on her friend. Walford alleged during her conversation with TMZ that the victim is trying to cover up for the fact that she ditched her boyfriend on the night in question, and according to the publication, she's still at large. KTBS, an ABC news affiliate in Texas, reported that Walford is facing one count of accessory after the fact of first-degree rape. Like Walford, Tyler has alleged that the charges against him are false. A member of his team told TMZ he intended to plead not guilty to the rape charges against him. Until they have their day in court, Tyler and Holman remain behind bars. Both are being held on $2 million bond. And uh, uh, Lincoln Park, uh, they're planning a special public memorial for the late singer Chester Billington. Uh, it was announced Tuesday that in the midst of organi- organizing an event in Los Angeles in his native city that they will be open to fans looking to pay respect and remember the fallen singer. The Grammy-winning band also thanked their fans for the love and support over the last few difficult weeks. Lincoln Park had been very public with grief for their cherished vocalist who committed suicide July 20th at the age of 41. Lincoln Park was set to begin its one more light tour just days after Bennington's suicide. The tour has been since been canceled, and the band has not played together publicly since his death. 
And Billy Joel, he struck a powerful chord on Monday while remaining completely silent. The legendary piano man wore a yellow star of David on his chest and on his back when he appeared on stage for an encore at his Madison Square Garden concert. Joel did not say a word about why he was wearing the stars, which resembled the ones that Nazi-required Jewish people to wear during the Holocaust, but many interpreted it as a silent protest against the white nationalists and neo-Nazis who turned violent in Charlottesville earlier this month. On Tuesday, Joel used a quote from Edmund Burke to serve as his comment on the matter. He said, quote, The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Joel's powerful statement was applauded by his ex-wife, Christy Brinkley, as well as their daughter together, Alexa Ray Joel, who each share Instagram photos of the 68-year-old musician wearing the stars. Joel, 68, was joined at Monday's concert by singer Patti Smith, who performed the song Goodbye to You, as images of former Trump staff members flash on the jumbotron. Joel was born to Jewish parents. His father, Howard, and grandfather, Carl Amson Joel, fled Nazi Germany in the early 1930s. Many of Joel's relatives were killed in the Holocaust. Um, one of the Hollywood's biggest stars in, is making his way to Broadway. That's right, Denzel Washington. He boasts a history of success in past Broadway ventures, which starred in The Iceman Cometh, next spring for a limited 14-week engagement. Now, the Oscar and Tony winner will play the role of Hickey, a heavy-drinking salesman who quickly begins to see his life differently after he goes sober. Now, the show will be directed by George C. Wolfe, who has won two Tonys for directing Angels in America and Bring in the Noise, Bring in the Funk, and three more for producing Take Me Out and Elaine Stritch at Liberty. Now, previews for the Iceman Comments, which will run at the Bernard B. Jacob Theaters, they're set to begin on March 22, 2018, with an opening schedule for April 26. The casting marks a return to Broadway for Washington, who's 62, who most recently starred in A Raisin in the Sun in 2014. Washington previously starred in plays like Checkmate in 1988, Julius Caesar in 2005, and Fences in 2010, for which he earned the Tony for Best Actor in 2010. Washington starred alongside Viola Davis, who also won a Tony in the Fences revival, and both reprised their role in the film adaptation of the show last year. He's known to be a major draw on Broadway who regularly sells out shows. Washington is the latest big-name star to take on the role of Hickey in The Iceman Cometh, joining a list that also includes Kevin Spacey, Nathan Lane, and James Earl Jones. The Iceman Cometh was written by celebrated playwright Eugene O'Neill and was first published in 1946. In addition to his on-stage success, Washington has won Oscars for Glory 1989 and Training Day 2001. All right. Well, um, we got two minutes left remaining in this show. I just want to uh, also tell you guys that uh, I will be taking a two-week hiatus. Uh, our show will return on September 6th when we'll be back at the 1 o'clock hour. Um, it's been a crazy summer for me because it's hard to do shows 
uh, in the summer uh, in the middle of the week. But uh, we'll be back on September 6th at 1 p.m. Eastern right here on Blogstar Radio. And, again, if you want to know more about the show, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Please follow us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com forward slash staffentertainment.radio where I post some of the shows that I will be talking about on the show as well as some shows, some stories that I didn't get around to. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at uh, That's Entertain One, T-H-A-T-S, Entertain, and the number one. You can follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto, like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14, and follow me on Instagram at T. Jones Gibbs. Well, that will do it for the week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to that that's entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. And make sure you tune in on September 6th when we return to a 1 p.m. hour. Have a great weekend. Talk to you soon. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.